Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon, St. Louis DGS on KMOX. Happy Friday to you. Happy 2023. Happy Operation Food Surge. Me and Wheels and Rage are out at the Hardee's in uh, St. Peter's, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Bitterers of Maldry. I forgot. I was talking to a townie. Uh <laughs> Hope none of your St. Peter's hooligans beat me up for this one. Uh, 501 Mid Rivers Mall Drive. We're basically sharing a parking lot with Schnooks. So if you're from this area, you know where we are. If not, it's pretty easy to find us. We're only like, what, half a mile off 70, something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just go past Mid Rivers Mall on, on se- from 70, if you keep going straight, what's that? Is that south? I think that's south. You'll run into us. Yes, yep. that is south. Yep. Between the two of us, we were just able to do <laughs> basic directions. Lean in, we can share brains. We, uh, Wheels and I didn't sleep last night. Uh, he was trying to cuddle, and I don't <laughs> I like mean, that. You know, so it was it was cold. I I no means no. So <laughs> we're gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be an especially good show because neither of us have slept. Uh, it's gonna be a really fun show. Um, this this couldn't be more like a dream. So our engineer here today, Gino, who is with me. 20? 20 years uh, over at the old station. And uh, so this is like a dream where you go like, yeah, Gino was the guy, he was engineering it. And then producer Tom, who's not been on the show, God, I don't know, five, eight years, something like that. He's going to be here live at 2 p.m. So if you want to say hello to Tom, uh, he would love that. Come on out. He'll be here uh, hopefully from like 2 to 3. Michael Kelly is going to be out at 3 p.m. Matt Pauly was supposed to be here, but Matt lost his voice. Yeah, and I just texted him. He said it's worse today than it was yesterday, and it was going yesterday. That sucks. Nothing worse. Only happened to me once, and it was completely my fault. I was playing in the band. We were playing in uh, New Melly. And it was like an outdoor concert, and I was already sick, and I was doing my whole, like, gargle olive oil and stuff at home. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have been doing the gig. But I show up, and I blow my voice out in the first couple songs. And so the thing about the, the Glover band, I'm not only the worst guy in the band, I'm the worst singer in the band. <laughs> so they, they're just like, Dave, lay back, man. Pretend to play your guitar. You know, play drums, whatever. Just, you're fine. But I, I was so dumb and so stubborn that I was singing background, which they didn't need, and I was just just shoving it through. And so my voice was gone, gone. Couldn't make a squeak. And went to uh, an ENT, Dr. Rosenblum, I believe was his name, and he had to look at my vocal cords. So he snaked a, uh, a camera yep. up my nose, Been there. down my sinuses, 
And he goes, he goes, first of all, don't worry about it. No one's ever like thrown up from this. And the first thing I do <laughs> is I, I didn't throw up, but I was like real close. <laughs> and so he, he goes up one nostril and he goes, nope, deviated septum. Didn't know that. Went up the other one, gets it all the way down. And he goes, we have to pull it out and do it again. Because there's like some mucus on the camera. Oh, well, that's great. Pulls it out, does it again. And uh, it was pretty bad. I had really roached my vocal cords because uh, I was stupid. And everyone in my family, they're like, look, Golden Goose. <laughs> you, the one thing we need yeah. around this place is your voice. So that was a close one. Been there. I, had, I actually, what is it? Um, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago, I had to go through rehab for the, vo- for the voice, for the throat, for about seven months. Wow. Six, wow. Seven months. Like, every day it hurt. Every day felt like being stabbed in the throat. Was it just overuse? Yeah, I think so. What it turned out was I had to go to a vocal coach, and they figured out that I went through and I played hurt when I was sick. And I did that for about a week. Remember pre-COVID when everybody still came to work when they were sick? I did that for like a week, week and a half. Mm -hmm. And I formed bad habits that caused other problems. And then everything got jacked up. So the way that I was, was talking was wrong. And that's why I was in pain every day. Like, literally every single day. I had to get home, drink some booze, take you know, take some mm-hmm. uh, whatever Advil, whatever mm-hmm. it was at the time, and that was just to level it off. It was so bad, and then once we got through it, it's been back to normal ever since. Man, I did 20 years in the band, and when the band started back in 2001, 2002, whatever it was, we were like a real band. We we were playing every Friday and Saturday, all the casinos, all the clubs, and I was a lead singer, and I don't know how to sing. And so, like, Kelly Wilde would get so frustrated with me. She's like, look, like this. I'm like, yeah, I know. And so I would practice it with her, but then when I got on stage, I would chicken out. Because, like, for example, we're playing ACDC today, and I would sing ACDC, and she would say, just whisper it. Just whisper it. You have a microphone there. And I would do it, and it would sound fine. And then when I get on stage, I would punk out, and I would scream it. Uh, But, yeah, I was doing, like, I don't know, eight gigs a month. And one thing I learned from Mark Quinn, who was in my band at the beginning, uh, from Elmont Stero and Joe Dirt, he was like, the singing isn't what hurts you. It's the talking to people on breaks, yeah. which I couldn't get out of because yeah. they're there to see me more from the radio show than they are the band. <clears throat> and so I would finish singing. I'd go off stage. I'd talk to everybody. But yeah, it was, uh, I don't sound like I have a strong voice. I think I sound like I have a very weak voice. Mm. But I think so. Those, yeah, I wouldn't say that. Those you years that. of singing and screaming and Judas Priest and stuff like that, it's like a, any other muscle. Uh, it, it, at some point, my voice was really strong. Yeah. But I haven't done that in a couple years That's now. why I talk so much. You keep it strong. Yeah. <laughs> did that just kill you not to talk? I, I didn't stop. I did my radio show every day like that. Did you sound bad or you just... No, it sounded fine. It just hurt. It just hurt. It hurt all day, every day, nonstop for six, seven months. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way... Uh, Obviously, we're here for Operation Food Search. Uh, Our goal is $70,000. We have until Monday, correct? I believe so. Okay. Hey, Tony, is it the end of the day Monday? Okay. So end of business Monday, uh, your money counts. And right now we're sitting at $65,000. Yeah. So if we can do $5,000 today, which we can, we've done it before. We'll need a couple generous people to come in with 250, 500, maybe a thousand. Maybe you have a couple nickels. Maybe you have a business and you, you know that you're going to donate somebody. But it would be really, really great to get us to uh, the 70 mark by the end of the show. That would be fun. 
That'd be a great way for me to end the year. You guys got to be back here on Monday. Uh, but that would be nice. So uh, come on out, 501 Mid Rivers Mall Drive, next to the Schnooks. Uh, Phoebe got home. It's going to be an interesting month. Like, uh, that's right. Yeah. I, forget, I always forget how long those breaks are. I know. Yeah. Just, and she's fine. She wasn't like, hey, look, I got no rules. You can't tell me anything. <laughs> she's cool. But, you know, it's probably a way bigger adjustment for her than us because she's been the Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm. She's been on her own, doing what she wants to do, stay out late as she wants, do whatever she wants, get to class, don't get to class. And then she comes back home and the old. Your feet are under the table once again. So how, do, how are you guys going to handle the, the rules thing? Because with me. You'd have to ask your mom. Okay. Okay. Say, <laughs> because so, when it was me, they tried to re-implement the whole high school rules, and I wasn't having any of that. That mm-hmm. led to a lot. But with my kid, I'm like, you're a college student now. You can have yeah. the same rules here. You just have to let us know. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that way nobody worries. Yeah. Nobody, that, you know, that kind of thing. That's what I I was starting to say if Phoebe's listening, which she's 100% not. <laughs> uh, whatever she's doing is not listening to the show. Uh, but that's what I will tell her. Like, look, this is about trust. You're an adult now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just don't scare your mom. That, yeah. That's the whole thing. Like, if you're going to stay until 3, let your mom know you're staying until 3. Yes. Yeah, because the only and don't stay out till three. And it's just a courtesy, right? Like if I stayed at your house, like I did last night, right? I would let you know if I'm staying there. Hey, by the way, I'll be coming home around midnight, or I'll be I'll be taking off. But it's just a courtesy, common courtesy. Yes, yeah. That's all it is to me. That worked really great with my kids. See, once again, I was important to me that my kids had that experience because I didn't. Uh, When I was that age, my mom and dad, it was like. I was home by 10 p.m. I was such a dork. It wasn't like I was going to parties or going out or like, you see, when I see it, like I was watching Love Boat with them, you know, during college. So that's why when I got to law school and I heard everyone's stories, I'm like, oh, that sounds better. (laughs) Got some catching up to do. (laughs) (laughs) But they didn't have all of those great lines from Gopher. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, What else we have going on today? Want to do the Cairo thing? Yeah, sure. So yesterday... Uh, we talked about this, uh, and, and I thought Wheels did a really nice job, as he always does, and kind of took Jordan Cairo to task. He had said, was asked for a comment about Coach Ruby being fired and said, no comment, he's no longer my coach. And uh, Wheels is sitting right here. He can tell you himself, but he basically said, like, hey, man, it's, you know, how about a little more class? How about a little more uh, gratitude? Yeah, respect. Respect. Yeah. There you go. And uh, last night... I thought it was fake because you sent me a a video of him being introed at the game last night, and he got booed. Yes, he did. Pretty soundly. And he got booed a bunch of times during the game. Like did he, he really? When he touched the puck, they booed him. Wow. When he made a mistake, they booed him. I mean, he, he it wasn't like full-throated, like the whole crowd, but it was a lot. I mean, you heard that video. That, yeah. that was a high percentage. Of In fact, people. we have it now. Andrew yeah. Andrew's back at the, uh, at the home base. Andrew, if you can play the, the boos, and then we'll get to what Jordan Cairo said. I mean, it's pretty clear. Pretty clear. And then after the game, he was in the, uh, the locker room being interviewed, and he got pretty emotional, and it sounded like this. To be honest, uh, any of your teammates or anybody from the organization talked to you about it? Um, I mean, obviously my teammates have my back, right? So. Yeah. You're getting pretty emotional here. What, what are the emotions coming from? 
just tough, right? Like, you know, I love playing here, so it's, just, it's tough to hear the fans booing me there. Sorry. Jordan, they'll obviously come around. I mean, they know you want to be here and play hard and produce for them. I mean, do you feel like you know, it's just a bump in the road that it can be overcome and they'll love you again? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, like I said, I just want to focus on my future and focus on, you know, trying to be a more complete player and, you know, what I can do to help the team win, right? So. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, the, the, I think it kind of completes the arc, right? So after I saw the video last night, I posted it or retweeted. I think I retweeted Jeremy Rutherford's, or maybe it was the Bally Mid- Sports Midwest uh, version of it. But <clears throat> he realized clearly now message was received, right? Like what he said yesterday clearly bothered people because earlier in that in that question and answer they asked him, uh, "When did you realize people were this was blowing up?" And he said, "Well, I woke up because almost all hockey players, all most professional athletes, they take a nap in the early afternoon. They'll mm-hmm. sleep for a little bit." He said, "Well, when I woke up from my nap and I saw it, and he's like, I knew something was going on that it was gaining a lot of thing. And then he got to the, the arena, got booed, and then it kept going. And then you get to the end of the game, he gets asked this, and he was talking about how he didn't." He says he didn't mean it the way that it sounded, but he sees now why it was interpreted the way that it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. None of us are ever going to know. Right. We can't know what he intended. But what is clear is that it, but the reaction I've bothered I've been in that him. boat. Yeah. You've been in that boat. <laughs> Richard's been in that boat. I've been, yeah, that's kind of the duel I've been having with people on Twitter a lot about this. Is like, man, I know what this is about. I know that everything I say will come with something. If I'm going to be like, you know, everybody's, you know, there, there's the, the guy man bro dudes that are like, he's just being honest. I'm like, okay. But being fully honest all the time comes with consequences. Yeah. It means people are going to be like, we don't like that you said it that. It doesn't insulate you. That's right. It do, it's not a get out of jail free card. It's like the whole First Amendment yeah. thing, right? Like, yeah, okay, you got the right to say it. There's nothing wrong with that, but you have to take what comes with it. And it was very clear, at least per, from a perception, that people talked to him. Yeah, whether it's teammates or the front office or whatever, I'm, I'm going to guess teammates because that's what you do for guys. Yeah, you help. I, I mentioned to some guy on Twitter, if that were my brother that did that, I would I would call him out on it. I'd re- I'd give him a hard time. I'd let him know he was wrong, and then we'd go from there. And I would hope that he would do the same for me. I would hope that you would do the same for me, or that you would, Rach. That if you say something that people are reacting to, and and what I'm glad about is that. It seemed genuine to me. He didn't see that wasn't fake. No, no. You know, I mean, no, no, twenty-six-year-old professional athlete is going to. No start, hockey player is going to cry. Yeah, they're not going to shed tears yeah. in a post-game fake. If, yeah, to to fake it. Um, and he's, they're not that good actors either. So the arc is simple. He said something that was that bothered a lot of fans. Yeah. They let him know they didn't like it, because and then he responded by saying, "My fault. I should have said it better." My understanding is that even people. Most people I've talked to who are hockey fans uh, don't think that Ruby should have been fired. If anyone should, maybe Armstrong. But even the people who say, like, yeah, you know what, I get it. I, I, it's what you have to do. It's what you do. I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about the coach. No. He was a passionate, yeah. committed, uh, you can't say brought us the cup, but was certainly instrumental in bringing us our one and only cup. Yeah. So you understand why people were upset. Of course. And the part of it, too, is that Cairo hasn't played well. So whether that's a direct link to the coach getting fired or not, it is a, it, the fans are looking at it and saying, wait a minute, of all the people that could be a little snotty yeah. about this, the guy that's wildly underperforming a new $8 million a year contract shouldn't be that guy. There are a lot of messages mixed up in there. But you know, two things, uh, and this gets a little philosoph- day philosophical, but two things I think you have to have in life. For the people close to you, 
I think you have to give them the benefit of the doubt because we have all said things and it either we misspoke or we got over our skis and we shouldn't have said it or you really didn't mean it the way it came out. Right. And just having a bad moment. Having a bad moment. Yes. And so when someone says that, if you care about them, because they can't just keep doing it every day. But if they say, look, that's not, it's not how I meant it, but it's the way that it came out, I get it. I think you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Secondly, without grace and forgiveness, we're all effed. Yeah. We got, yeah. we got no course. chance. So no one cares what I think. But it, for me, it's like, okay, learning, learning moment. Yes. We all learned a little something moving on. That's what people – I think that – at least to me, I, and I, I didn't see every response, but the ones I saw – um, that of people that were critical of him, yeah. said, "Okay, that's a good start." Yeah, glad to see that you recognize what we were saying, you yeah. know, by booing, what the fans were saying by booing, and now it's a lesson that you can put in your back pocket that what you say matters. And look, man, when you, this this guy's not a 19 year old rookie, right? I mean, 26 is young, but he's in his sixth year in the NHL. Yeah. You you definitely should know better to be careful about how you would say words in that kind of situation. Okay, we are here at uh, the Hardee's 501 Mid-Rippers Mall Drive uh, in the same parking lot, basically, as the Schnooks. We are selling the T-shirts here. They're 30 bucks a piece. So far, people have been really, really uh, generous. Uh, one of our longtime listeners just gave us a $100 bill. You do not have to. Uh, you give us 30 bucks, you get a shirt. That's totally fine. And uh, we're here until 5 p.m. Uh, Producer Tom's going to be here at 2, so come on out and say hello to him. Quick break right back, DGS. One twenty-eight DGS. Uh, talking to Andrew here. I'm talking to Andrew Rody. Uh, <laughs> just bring the music up, man. Whenever it's time to go, like at twenty-eight, or if you start feeling me, just go ahead and bring the music up. Uh, just met very nice uh, woman and her daughter over there, and she said, "Where's the trash car?" Oh yeah. She said we were looking for the trash oh, no. car. I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, trash <laughs> car's downtown. I know. And plus, if Andrew would have come with us, we probably would have ridden together because. He, right. He helps me out. He helps me navigate whenever we have to go to. <laughs> so you don't take the trash car, huh? We don't take the trash car. We take the tracks. Mm. The tracks car. Have you guys been in it in the trash car? Oh, I have. I have too. Yeah. He actually was super nice to me. Andrew's like my guy. He came out all the way out here to pick me up mm-hmm. one day when I had a car thing and drove me there and back. Very, very I mean, kind. Like, come on, man. That's too cool. Yeah, I'm super nice. Thanks, yeah. Andrew. Speaking Thank of you. driving, we were talking about Phoebe. She was telling us stories last night, and uh, a friend of hers. Needed to get to Manhattan, Kansas, and she was. He asked her to drive him, and uh, in, in typical Glover fashion, she's like, "How much?" And she, and she wasn't kidding. She was like, "An Uber would cost you two hundred dollars. Give me a hundred bucks, and I'll do it." Wow. <laughs> I'm not doing it, but I was like, "Damn, girl." Well, that's some entrepreneurship. You yes, know. yes. Okay, gas ain't cheap, and neither is your time, right? Mm-hmm. I guess so. Like, how far a drive is that? Hour. Yeah, that's a two-hour round trip. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't blame her. I, I don't think that's a, un, an unreasonable thing to ask someone. To, I'm going to save you. I'm going to. You're going to pay me half of what you would have to pay without me. That's not bad. So we are here at the Schnooks at 501 Mid Rivers Mall Drive. We are trying to get $70,000. And uh, Judy, who you will hear from on the other side of the break, uh, she and the great people at Operation Food Search can take the $70,000, maybe even seventy-five by Monday, and turn that into $700,000. And you'll hear how they do that coming up. But bottom line is, guys, uh, there are people in our community, people who you know, who may not let you know it, but they don't have enough food. Uh, I got problems in my life. You got problems in your life. But I have enough food. You probably have enough food. If you don't, 
get in touch with Operation Food Search because they will help you. If you do, go to Hardee's, preferably this one. Give us a dollar, five, ten, fifty, hundred, whatever you can afford. Uh, we have about twenty shirts left. So if you guys want the brand new DGS shirt, we have everything from medium to XL. Want it for you? You want it for uh, a gift for someone for Christmas? They're really cool. They're my favorite shirt we've ever done, and they're only thirty bucks. Uh, you want to give us more than that? We're gonna take it, but we're really, really happy with thirty. We have producer Tom Turbock, who hasn't been on the show in maybe 10 years, uh, is going to be here live at 2 p.m. So if you want to meet Tom or see him again, come on out. We're going to take a quick break right back after this DGS for Operation Food Search and Hardee's. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, guys. DG Asun KMOX coming to you live from the Hardee's 501 Mid-Rivers Mall Drive. Um, we are here for Operation Food Search. We're here until 5 p.m. We've done this uh, the last. This is our sixth year to do this. You guys are amazing because in five years, you've raised $500,000 and change. Right now, we're sitting at 65, so you guys are about... 570, 575, and we're trying to get five grand today to hit 70, and maybe even 10 by Monday to get 75. Uh, Judy's here. Uh, Judy's been with Operation Food Search how long now? Oh, oh. This is what you get with the Blasi. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you got two of them here, right? You got Junior. Um, how many years? I've been there 12 years. 12 years. I know. And you were at. 10, 11 before that. I was. I was in advertising for, mm, we won't say how many decades, but yeah. That was fun I the was. other day when I we know. did Fox 2. I know. And you knew everybody. I know. It was great. That was really was cool. Home week. It was yeah. yeah. So we've done this many times, but there are people out there listening who either need reminding or they just don't know. Uh, they have a pretty good idea what Operation Food Search is, but let's get into a little detail and talk about the history and talk about what it is you guys really do. Well, we've been around since 1981, and we started with the idea. We always talk about the power of one person's idea, and we started with the idea of one person. It was in the mid to late 70s, and he was really starting to see how hunger had really escalated in St. Louis and across the United States, and there were starting to have rumors about how we could salvage perfectly good food that's being thrown away 
from the food system and what could happen from there. And so this gentleman actually went stall to stall to stall on Produce Row huh. and just said, what would you think about, what do you do with your produce? And instead of throwing away, what would you think about feeding hungry people? And that we can donate this through, we can pick it up and then take it to food pantries so they can give it to people who are hungry. And it was going really well. And then one night he literally went and knocked on the door of Roger Deerberg. And um, he, after a long time, he, long talk, he said, um, what do you do with your produce? That's perfectly good. Like yellow bananas are a great example for that. People will buy one for lunch, but they don't buy a lot. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I give it to a buddy of mine in Chesterfield here who, for hogs. And he said, well, what do you think about raising, giving this food for, for people who are hungry? And he was in, Roger Deerberg was in. And he said, not only am I that, I'm going to call Don Schnuck. Wow. And I'm going to call another family that had a family grocery store here. And everybody was in, and we, we were off to the races. So that's how we really start it, as a food rescue food bank, and we still do that. We meet the immediate need that way. Um, we also, we feed about 200,000 people a month the food that we collect mm. through the whole food system. We literally go and glean farm fields. My husband mm. and I were with a crew over in Edwardsville at Liberty Apple Orchard. Mm -hmm. Love them. Um, and so that way we can get the freshest produce that's after the harvest and, and immediately hand it out. We work with our grocery stores. We work with our pro sports teams. We work with literally everyone to collect all the food that we can that's perfectly good but left over yeah. to feed hungry people with it. So what's the need like out there? Well, the good news is that inflation is really down across the board, mainly due to gas prices more than anything else, which is great news. But the two things that are really driving the need right now, food prices are still really expensive, and, um, and housing is really expensive. So um, we are seeing not a dip at all, at all. In fact, for Operation Backpack, the program that this supports is that we've actually seen the need go up. We've actually hit 86% of our goals, and it's only December. We still have the rest of the school year to go. Oh, my goodness. And so uh, right now we have about 7,400 kids every single week across wow. more than 50 school districts on both sides of the river, urban, suburban, and rural. And uh, we also are doing um, produce boxes. We do about 900 produce boxes, and we do family meal kits for people as well. So the whole family gets a little bit. Now, I might be making this up, but my understanding was that the backpack program came along when some school nurses were noticing kids seeming to lose weight over the weekend. Exactly. And they would weigh them before and after. Yes, and a lot of kids would miss school on Mondays in particular because they didn't feel good from not having very much to eat over the weekend. And... Um, so it was researched, this was back in 2005, it was researched and in 2006 we started with one school in University City, which is where we were based at the time, and we started with about 75 kids, and it has grown from there. And what's wonderful about this program um, is that our community and businesses and people and children helping other children, this is all privately funded. We have to raise $1.2 million every year just to start, mm. just to sustain the program, not even to grow it. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's, it's a wonderful thing, and it, it really benefits. And it, there's nothing better than to see families helping other families. And you've been there long enough that you uh, have seen kids go from backpack program to grown-ups. Yes. And you've met lots of grown-ups yes. who are backpack kids. Yes. So you know the impact. Yes, and we talk about this all the time. In fact, we just had a survey come back with people who are using it, and like 93% say that they don't have to spend as much money on groceries, and it really helps them make ends meet. These are people who are struggling day to day, whose kids are on free and reduced cost lunch. But the thing that we really have found more than anything over all these years is that 
Um, it really takes, even for little bitty kids, just the stress and the worry of struggling every day away. And children feel incredibly proud that they're helping their family. And we hear that from kids who are in the program right now, but we also hear it from the adults who have benefited from this program. Yeah. It's just really a wonderful thing. And, and there's, um, it's just, I have a quote that I like to say all the time, don't tell people how bad things are, show them how good things can be. I love that quote that um, this is a way that we can really support kids and to take a little bit of stress and worry out of little kids' lives, too. I think this is such a great <clears throat> teaching moment <laughs> for anyone out there that has kids or grandkids. You're not born understanding generosity. And so to bring them out here today or to take them to a Hardee's, get them a milkshake, uh, explain what you're doing. Explain why you're giving an extra dollar. Explain that there are people that don't have as much as we have. And some people don't even have uh, enough to eat. And by doing this, you make it easier on other people. I think you have to teach responsibility and generosity. And I can't think of a better uh, way to do it than this. Yeah, exactly. And what's better than little kids helping other little kids? Absolutely. It's the most wonderful thing. It's a happy day on Fridays when kids get, and it's done very discreetly. Yeah. Um, but kids are very happy. It's helped school participation. It's made calmer classrooms, especially on Mondays. Yeah. Um, 7,400. Win, win, win all the way around. It's a wonderful program. I don't know how many kids I thought were involved, but I didn't think it was 7,400. That's it is. 10 times what I thought. And we'd like to be at a whole lot more because, honestly, there's 127,000 children in our bi-state region who don't have enough food to eat. That they real, when they're away from school and the meals provided at school, they really don't know where their next meal is coming from. And it might be for a lot of those kids, it might be just a week or two out of the month. But for some kids, that's a day-to-day -day struggle. And yeah. so we have, that's the reason why Operation Food Search, we've really planted our flagpole in child nutrition yeah. and being able to support not only kids through this program, through Operation Backpack, but through summer meals, after school meals. But we're really into maternal health to have healthy pregnancies, healthy babies. Let's get let's hit the ground running right. Yeah, absolutely. So we have uh, about 20 shirts left. Uh, brand new, Hot Off the Press's DGS shirts, 30 bucks a piece. And then on the other end of it, we have three, like, beyond vintage uh, <laughs> Dave Glover show they're not, they're not beanies. They're, they're like a stocking cap. Yeah, I call like them a beanie toque. on Facebook. It's a toque. A toque, yeah, with big pom-pom on the top. They're really cool. I don't think I even have one of these. Uh, so uh, Judy found three of them, and they're 50 bucks a piece, which is a bargain. Mm -hmm. So you give me 50 bucks, you take one of these, and I'm telling you, these are the last three in existence. We have no <laughs> more at the office. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. Um, so come on by. We are going to take a break. Uh, top of the hour, Tom Turbock's going to be here. Hopefully I haven't seen him yet, but, uh, but he should be here. Uh, Michael Kelly's going to come out and join us. We'll talk to Dave Murray. We'll do Stairway. We'll do Headlines. All the stuff we usually do, we're just going to do it live. Come on out. Get something at Hardee's. Uh, give a few bucks and help out the kids and the families at Operation Food Search, DGS Live uh, on KMOX. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX 147. Uh, producer Tom Turbrock just walked in, so now it's uh, it's going to get real. Um, what's that? It's like a family reunion. Yeah, this a little is bit. cool. This is cool. And I'm the new boyfriend meeting people. <laughs> yeah, it's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward. <laughs> Can you believe Gino's here? It's like old home week, right? This is unbelievable. 
unbelievable. Isn't it crazy? This is just unbelievable, man. And uh, yeah, make sure you turn off his mic. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. I'll just use yours, man. Yeah, man. This is uh, great. It's great to see you. It's oh, yeah. so good to see you. All of you, and I hope everybody's having a happy holiday season. And uh, c just congratulations to you. Thank you, buddy. For everything you've done your whole career, but still doing this, because I can remember, and I'm sure you can, very, very, very cold. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When we're standing through the door. Year one, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. We, we, we had been Here. on the air, I don't know, a month. Yes. And for the holiday season in 2000, our boss said, hey, we're going to try and drum up some, some interest. You guys do a live show outdoors every Friday <laughs> in like December. Okay. <laughs> and we did it. Yeah, we did. And we both got sick as dogs. Yes, we did, man. But, boy, it was a blast. And um, hello to everybody at uh, KMOX Land. I used to work there back in I know. 2000 to 2001. Yeah. And uh, that was a long while ago, my buddy. Yeah, I know. We just had a, a young lady in here with her dad, and uh, he said, hey, we're going to go by and see my favorite radio personality. And she goes, oh, Phoebe's dad. <laughs> and uh, she's a freshman, and she's a freshman at your old alma mater. So. Southeast Missouri. There State. you go. I haven't seen you since you got the tattoos. Yeah, what do you think? I like them. Yeah. I have to admit, those are very nice. Yeah. Wow. I got one of you, but it's on my ass. Well, so. okay. Well, hey, hey. Yeah. I am proud of that. Yeah. I, I'll I, say meeting I, you for the first time, it looks, it's great like. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so that means I'm always watching his back. <laughs> That's right. Really? Just like, just like mean, always. So it really kind of looks yeah. close. I mean, they did, the, the, the tattoo artist did a great job. Yeah. Even with the uh, pimple? <laughs> when I let the hair grow, it looks like Kenny Rogers yodeling. Now, I will say this. Uh, I have stolen that line from you <laughs> and used that for a long while because that's one of the greatest lines ever. Do you think our greatest show was our worst show ever, which was the sports competition where I oh ripped my quad my off the bone? God. First of all, when we went to dress... It really wasn't that great because you had some older men in there, and God bless them. They're very proud. Working out. But, but yes, very proud. <laughs> very proud. Just, just we're free as can be. Yeah. But then yeah. they would stand there and talk to us. Yeah. And, you know, you couldn't make eye or any kind yeah. of contact. Only one eye at a time. Right. <laughs> I stripped to the ceiling. Oh, what's up there? Um, yeah, and we both got so into it, he blew out his quad, and I heard something. It was terrible. Oh. It was the worst show of all time. It was. It and really and was. you're forgetting, the night before, oh, we had no, been at I the Air forgot. Awards, yes. where we won Best New Show and Best Show, and for only the second time in my life, I drank... Dark liquor. Oh, boy. Turbrock fed me uh, about 13 whiskeys. Oh, see, it's me. But, <laughs> uh, but yes, and uh, that didn't mix that that didn't help. well with uh, Dave. I've never been that dehydrated in my life. I forgot about that, dude. Yeah, we were hurting. I was like a corn stalk. In <laughs> Indian corn. Dry as a bone. Shuck it. Um, uh, That's what the guy in the shower said. Well, yes. He <laughs> oh, uh, amen there. Uh, yeah, that that was a really tough show, but one of the worst. Mm -hmm. Also, we would have 
musicians in. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I forgot this. You know exactly. I know where you're where going, going. Yeah. And we were in a small studio. Okay. Very small because they honestly told us we didn't think you guys <laughs> would make it. Joe was blunt. It was me and a water cooler. Was, I'm not kidding. Well, <laughs> guys, when he was first on his first day, all right. They put him in where they actually had the water cooler, okay? And they had a card table that Gino bore a hole through (laughs) and put the mic there. The one and only mic. Right. So I'm out in the hallway because our call screener and board was down the hall. (laughs) So I'm like halfway. And I know you remember this. We didn't have a thing called a delay. Oh, no. We didn't have anything. And, brother, the first few calls is when they just made the switch from a music station. 97 won the rock. To a talk station. And, buddy, they weren't happy. (laughs) (laughs) And so I can remember hearing the word. And I'm freaking. I look down and Jeff's like, no more calls. (laughs) No. So Dave had to do his whole show with no calls his first day Um, the second day was worse thanks to you that's when the storm hit see gino well (laughs) storm hit and it blew it blew out all the power hey yeah to every station (laughs) go ahead so everyone from every station they're just walking around having a good old time we were partying turbrock says to me and i don't know anything this i've been on the air all three hours my whole life and he goes uh Power's out. Just keep talking into the mic because it might pop on. <laughs> and I said, wait a second. Are you saying I should talk into a mic, but no one's listening? He's like, that's right, palsy. Yes, zing, yes. zing. And he walks out. Now, here's the deal. That's the day I knew how good he was going to be. Uh, and to me, it was just him getting more on air <laughs> time. I was, I was right. teaching reps. him. Right. Teaching reps. him. Right. I was, <laughs> reps is Coach absolutely Tom. Correct, because it could have popped back on. The odds weren't good, <laughs> but it could have popped back on. But I was so proud of you that day. Um, yeah, that that was a... Uh, I haven't flop sweated like that oh. since my seventh grade math teacher wanted to Indian wrestle me. I mean, it was... <laughs> Le- leg wrestle you, but I... It was terrible. It was a hell of a show. Yeah. You did a great job. I, I, I don't know if you remember this, but the, the, we had to leave I, the door open. I remember. Because there was no air conditioner. Right. So I'm in there, door open, talking it with my voice like this, talking into the microphone, knowing it's dead. And John, the U-Man Ulan, the god of Keishi, walks by, looks in there, and he goes, who's that? And someone goes, <laughs> that's the new guy. And he goes, does he know that he's off the air? And he goes, we're not sure. And Yuli goes, oh, that's awful. And he just kept walking. Again, it was reps. It had to do with reps, but now it's turned into a Hall of Fame career. So, actually, I was doing you a favor. Yeah, but I didn't know it. One of the worst. We're in that small studio, okay? And we would have bands on some were very 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 good mm-hmm. some were atrocious some were not some were atrocious so there is this guy and girl two-man band or two <laughs> human band okay they started playing it was horrible <laughs> and 
<laughs> I should have just said, time out. We're going to a commercial. We're done. Done. Uh, thank you. So I'm there eating it, going, oh, my God, this is horrible. Well, Dave, now this was a small studio. Dave gets up out of his chair behind the mic, walks around all three of us, sneaks through, and he gets on the computer. <laughs> now, I can still remember the lie I told Dave, but I'm going to do a little bit of purgatory. Well, uh, actually, I'm going to do a lot being on your show, but I was proud of it. So they get done not even playing, I would call it. Cackling. <laughs> cackling. And, and then Dave goes up, hey, I have to use the restroom. And this woman and man go, well, did he hate it? Because he got up during, I go, and I lied. <laughs> Rachel, I mean, I lied flat out to their face and said, no, he does that all, all the time to all the band. <laughs> <laughs> and I could still, I won't sing it, I could still remember the song because it haunts me <laughs> to this day. I swear to God. Oh, my God. We are here live at the Hardee's at 501 Mid-Rivers Mall Drive. Producer Tom Turbrock is here with us. So come on by and say hello. Bring us some money for Operation Food Search. Please. Quick break. Right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 